Travelwise with Phil Blizzard. News, views and interviews. Hello, welcome to this World Travel Market uh, special. In fact, it's a trilogy with three distinctive uh, episodes here on Travelwise. First, we'll be taking a look at, uh, well, it's very much a Dubai special. Uh, second one will be aviation and the third one will be Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So in the first part of this special trilogy here on Travelwise, uh, I'll be talking to two brothers, both CEOs and both leaders of key tourism and hospitality entities in Dubai. But before we hear from them, before I start talking to them, some facts and figures regarding the world travel market, which is described as the world's most influential travel and tourism event, according to the organisers. Well, the figures for this year, there was a big increase in both, sort of um, quantifies that, with visitors and exhibitors up by 22% for each of those two aspects. Visitors to the three-day event was almost uh, 44,000 and uh, the number of exhibitors rose to just under 4,000 compared with uh, last year. Travelwise with Phil Blizzard. In this, the first of the Travelwise Travel Market Trilogy, I'm talking to two brothers from Dubai, both are CEOs and both leaders of key tourism and hospitality entities. The brothers are Farhad Kazim, who's the CEO of the Millennium Hotels and Resorts, Middle East and Africa, and his brother is Isam Kazim, CEO of Dubai Tourism. So, first up is Isam, and before that, let me remind you that uh, this is part one of our World Travel Market Trilogy. Next one will have an aviation focus, and the third part will feature the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. News, views, and interviews. At the World Travel Market, if I was doing a radio show, I'd be playing news called Breakfast in Tiffany's, New York. But we're having breakfast in Dubai. It's a pleasure to be talking now to the CEO of Dubai Tourism. So, uh, Isam, good to catch up with you after some time. What's your, first of all, what's your key messaging here at World Travel Market? I think for World Travel Market, the most important thing for us is that Dubai as a destination is back and back very, very strong, right? I mean, since post-COVID, we were one of the first cities to open up. We managed to at least attract a lot of new tourists into Dubai, not only the regular ones as well. And even though that the capacity might not be back to where it was in 2019, we're still seeing the length of stay increasing. We've seen with the increase in hotel uh, room numbers, about 25% up compared to 2019, we're already averaging higher than we did in 2019 as well. So there's a lot of positives that are happening over there, but there's a bit of a shift where people have started to realize that Dubai is not just a city to visit, but it's also the best city to live in. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of reports recently have been showing Dubai being top of that and most desirable place. Um, from uh, the point of the end of COVID to now, what's been perhaps the biggest change in terms of trends? I think from a trend perspective, one is that we've always talked about the, health, the safety and security of Dubai, right? And I think that is the backbone of Dubai's success. We've also started to talk about the health and safety aspect of things because COVID really positioned Dubai as a mature destination, as a mature city. And the, it highlighted and gave us a chance to highlight the infrastructure and, and, and the again, the life aspect of Dubai, which people living in Dubai took for granted, but others from abroad didn't necessarily know. So today, you're talking about Dubai having a, the best service. You're talking about the top hotels. You're talking about affordability in terms of luxury. So it's not just high-end luxury, but yeah. affordable luxury. You're talking about the options and variety of restaurants and offerings that we have is almost second to none globally. You're talking about 200 nationalities that we knew have chosen Dubai to be home and they make up close to 90% of the population. Absolutely. And that's not by, by chance, it's also by design. You mentioned the safety and security, so I've got to ask you what do you think about the announcement by the Foreign Office in the UK saying Dubai is under threat? Look, I think for us, in these kind of circumstances, our heart and, 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 and our feelings are always with the people who are most impacted by this. And 
If you look at the geographical location of Dubai, right, we've always been an area where people have always mentioned some sort of security alert, but that has never impacted, even more so now. Today, people realize that we are not actually that close to uh, well, the yeah, area where sure. things are taking place. Yeah. And at the same time, the safety and security of Dubai has really been built in such a way that has, has instilled confidence and trust in most of the people. And the people who live there are the biggest advocates and ambassadors of the destination. That's why the demand for Dubai is continuing to grow. So, looking ahead to big events, COP28, just a matter of weeks away now. So, um, at the expo site, how much of that is being used for COP28? Um, there will be a massive chunk of that that will still be utilized extremely well. We've learned a lot from Expo and the, and, the, and the success of Expo. So we're implementing that again to COP as well. The way that it's designed in terms of the security requirements and the logistics that are needed for an event such as COP, and it's, it's, it's a complex event, but it lends itself oh, perfectly oh. for that and is being uh, designed in that way as well. We will have uh, global leaders coming in to attend the event as well. A lot of business decision makers are going to be there as well. And we've also managed to create a great opportunity to bring in the, 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 the larger community to actually come in and experience for the first time too. It's a very important event globally and very important for Dubai. So how are you going to use that for these people coming in who have perhaps not been to Dubai to see other aspects of the city and also the rest of the UAE? What we've always managed to do in the past with any event in Dubai, right, we've got a massive uh, calendar of events that grows year on year. I think we're only limited by capacity more than anything else and that's why having the site, the Expo site today, gives us a chance to, work, uh, to leverage Dubai World Trade Center and Expo for, for big events. Now when it comes to how are we going to benefit from that? Every event that people uh, come to Dubai for, whether it's business decision makers or government leaders, we ensure that off, on the periphery of that, A, they have the right itinerary for leisure and for business. We make sure that we're connecting them with the right people across the industry from private and public so that they realize why Dubai has been so successful and also be able to conduct their businesses here and really show them that Dubai, yes, it's um, a, a city that the infrastructure supports, but also if you look at its geographical location uh, with, with the connectivity of the airports, the open skies policy, Emirates Airlines, Fly Dubai, its success, Emirates Sky Cargo, sure. DP World and its success as a, as a port and logistics hub. And also today from a manufacturing perspective. Which is and growing the, all the time, isn't it? 100%. And then the, the, the footprint when it comes to carbon footprint as well, because it's so centrally located, shipping to the rest of the world becomes far more efficient. You mentioned airlines there, Dubai Air Show, one of the longest standing mega events in Dubai taking place in just a few days time almost really. So that's another key inbound bringer of uh, professionals in that industry and also people involved with aviation. Absolutely. I think for us, it picks up now when we come to all of the global events that are taking place when it comes to travel trade. We're talking about um, the uh, air show coming in as well. It's being built year on year as the must-attend event for that uh, industry where people, the whole world focuses on what the next decisions coming in, uh, what are the next purchases that are coming in, technology advancement that are coming in. And then it leads us into well into next year with ATM, the Arabian travel market. Because for us, all of these areas are from a tourism perspective, quite important, but also from key decision-making aspect as well, becomes key player for Dubai. Right, from home base in Dubai, just turn around, well, sort of, not really, but virtually, to look down on your floor here at World Travel Market. How many people are attending and what's the spread? Our spread right now, when we look at the footprint itself, from a presence, we're more or less the same as we've always been. The changes that you'll see is the co-participation is increasing more and more and more. And there's a massive demand. You're squeezing of more, more into the same space. 100%. Because the thing is, everybody wants to be here. Everybody be, is interested in conducting the businesses here. And even from our perspective, the product of Dubai and the packaging of that product and being able to communicate that and, and sell that across the board is becoming much, much uh, better over time and as well. And what's great, I mean, Dubai is so spread out. 
people used to see on a regular basis, you don't so often, but you come here and they're all down there on the stands and exactly. you to catch up with people you've been wanting to and not seeing for quite a while. Exactly, because I think even for us internally, because we're so bogged down in our day-to-day -day business, over here we get a chance to meet with the industry who are selling the destination for you, the co-parts that you built relationship with on the ground in market, but also work with your partners to have those discussions with them, the dialogue with them, to make sure that you're getting the right message out there in the most efficient way possible. And finally, you've had a Dubai breakfast here with media from London and the UK. How important are events like this? Events like this are key for us because it's one thing about knowing the destination superficially. It's another thing about communicating the brand and the destination in a much more detailed fashion, making sure that they're aware of everything that needs to be aware, sharing with them as much detail as possible. But even more important than that is, off the back of this, creating those media fan trips where they can come in and test and experience the product firsthand to be able to genuinely sell that on to their readers, to their viewers, to their listeners. Just had an idea. I've been a long time uh, resident of Dubai, but it'd be nice to go on a fan trip to see what you're portraying to people who don't know Dubai and the, the media coming in. So maybe a different angle for We, we should do story. for sure. Yeah. And I think I would actually flip it on its head because for me, we don't have a one size fits all. You know Dubai very well. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you're, you're a long term resident and advocate of the city. It'll be important to see from your perspective what are the areas of Dubai that you think should be seen by people yeah. because I think there will be an angle yeah. and there will be a massive market that could, we could leverage that for as well. Well, good idea. So, Isam, thanks very much indeed for joining us and giving up your time to speak to us on Thank Breaking you. Travel News. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to see you. Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. Talking there with Isam Kazim, the CEO of Dubai Tourism. And next, well, it's the first time I think I've had two brothers on a podcast. We're talking with uh, Farhad Kazim, who's the CEO of Millennium Hotels and Resorts in the Middle East and Africa. Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views and interviews. Hi, I'm Fahad Kazim. I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Millennium Hotels and Resorts Middle East and Africa. Nice to see you again. It was about a month ago, I suppose, where we met up at the uh, World Travel Awards in Dubai, and uh, we had a great conversation about the hotels. Also, your role as a CEO, Dana Life of, but uh, we've done that, so that's history. Here at World Travel Market, what is your key focus, your key messaging as well? So our focus is, again, promoting ourselves, but more importantly, promoting the region as well. And we've had some fantastic meetings. We met some of our global partners. Uh, we met some of the large DMCs and tour agencies out of the European market. And what I really liked seeing was the amount of interest that we still have for the region and the growth that is expected to come uh, from inbound uh, Europe to the region as well. And regarding those key important meetings with potential clients, what's been the quality this year? It's been phenomenal and I've been attending these for a number of years now and I have to say that this year has been fantastic. Our meetings have been very constructive and we've come up with some great action points to take away from these meetings as well. Okay, so a quick overview of the brand in terms of the properties you've got for the benefit of those who have not come across Millennium before. So in the region we have about 60 locations right now um, in 10 countries. Globally, we have about 150 uh, uh, hotels as well. So it's a, a brand that is growing. It's very niche. It's a young brand. It has a lot of energy. And what we like to always say is we are really pushing the boundaries when it comes to guest quality and experience. And this is something that has been in our DNA and continues to drive us forward. So you say a lot of energy. That comes from you. So you've got to keep fit and energetic, haven't you? I try my best to set example by uh, uh, the way I lead my life. 
and I'd like to uh, run the organization the same way. Now, we're talking here in London, so what's your portfolio in the UK? So we have a strong portfolio in the UK. We've been fortunate enough to represent across board, all the way from luxury to a more uh, budget uh, properties. Uh, of course, our flagships are in Mayfair. We have... Um, uh, a hotel in Mayfair, we have a hotel on Sloan in Knightsbridge, um, we have others that are the uh, Chelsea Harbour, so we have some beautiful, beautiful properties so, across town. Okay, some very key locations there. Um, something caught my eye to the right of you, the Biltmore in Dubai, Hotel Villas, so what are these all about? This is a brand that we've been very, very excited to launch and bring to the region. Uh, we are opening our uh, hotel villas uh, before the end of this year. It is something that honestly is a product that has not been done before. I'm very proud to say it's a very selective 20 villa product that is uber luxury, that has private cinemas, that has concierge service, that has butler service, wow. that has a beautiful spa. It's something that really is pushing the boundaries of what luxury is and how it needs to be represented in the region. Sounds very uber luxury, as you say, <laughs> and it's not just that. You also have a, a special clinic, I believe. That is correct. It also comes with an IVF clinic. It's something that is picking up in the region. Um, we've been fortunate enough to partner with a very strong partner out of Europe right now, and it is going to add another element yeah. that really brings um, health and uh, hospitality together. Okay. Well, another element there, and you've given us another element as we talk to you regarding Millennium here at the World Travel Market. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views, and interviews. Thank you to both Chasm and Isam and some really insightful conversations there indeed. This is part one of our World Travel Market trilogy, and in our next part, we'll have an aviation focus. Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views, and interviews. Travel Wise. And if you'd like to have your own podcast, do drop me an email on philblizzardmedia at gmail.com. A Phil Blizzard radio production. Available on Apple, Amazon, Angami, Spotify, Deezer, Google, and all good podcast channels. And also now on YouTube.